Brothers and sisters, you are here with us on another episode of Contemporary Islamic Law. Thank you very much for joining us. Today we're going to be talking about popular opinion, otherwise known as Qawl al-Mashhur, and we are privileged to have Sayyid Jawad Ghazwini with us. Assalamu alaykum Sayyidna. Thank you for joining us. So if you could be kind enough to explain to us what is the concept of popular opinion among the fuqaha. A'udhu billahi minash shaitan ar-rajim, bismillah ar-rahman ar-rahim. One of the um, very important discussions um, within the books of fiqh and usul, Islamic legal theory, is um, the discussion surrounding al-qawl al-mashhur, the popular opinion. And let me explain um, in the very beginning of the episode that we are not discussing al-ijma'q, a consensus. So they're different, these two. Yes, they are completely different topics, though very similar. Ijma' is a consensus. Now, is this consensus among scholars? Is it amongst the Muslims? Is it amongst um, all schools of thought? That's a discussion of its own. Inshallah, we will be discussing the notion of ijma' in another episode. Today, we are discussing al-qawl al-mashur, the popular opinion among scholars. For example, um, the prohibition of shaving the beard for men is a popular opinion among scholars. But it is not a jama'ah. There isn't a complete consensus among scholars that says shaving the beard is haram, but it is the popular opinion. The age of nine being the age where a woman is obligated to follow the Islamic legal system. The age nine for women is a popular opinion, is qawl al-mashhur among scholars. What I'm trying to say is, when you see such opinions, a lot of people think this is a consensus among scholars. And uh, there aren't other scholars that oppose this opinion. And sometimes there is a question mark. Why is it that you know uh, all scholars agree on this issue when... It does not seem like it's you know part of the Quran. It does not seem like it's uh, there are so many hadiths and traditions that talk about this. How come is it that there's a consensus among scholars when it comes to this opinion? And the issue is you've misunderstood it. There isn't a consensus. There is this is the popular opinion, and for the most part, people um, such as our viewers would only get to know one or two or three opinions of the classical scholars. Let's say. Um, and uh, they feel that this is, you know, all the opinions of the fuqaha and the mujtahids. So this is what we're discussing. Um, now, what does a popular opinion mean? What are the three categories of al-shuhra? Um, the popular opinion of scholars in the books of usul is referred to as al-shuhra al-fatwa'iyah. So this is one category um, of shuhra, popularity. And what does that mean? That means um, that in certain occasions, the scholars from Sheikh al-Mufid's time and until today, 
may have an opinion that is popular, but yet it does not really um, have a substantial evidence behind it. It either follows a hadith that is not as powerful in, a chain, in, in, in regards to its chain of narrators, or there isn't even a hadith that um, indicates the prohibition of something or makes something halal. It's shuhra al-fatwa'iyya that all of our scholars, most of our scholars, the majority of them, have just given this fatwa. And that is called a shuhra al-fatwa'iyya. Now, why does this happen? How do based we, on what it is. Based on what it is. That's a, that's a prolonged discussion. The second um, type of shuhra is al-shuhra al-amaliyya. The popularity amongst um, what has been um, done by scholars, what has been applied, the applicable popularity. And that is something that scholars um, take very seriously. Maybe there isn't an, even a hadith that um, indicates what they're issuing a, a, an opinion on, but because they have, that's what they have done. For example, in their discussions, Sayyid al-Khu'i and other scholars and other mujtahids, um, uh, 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 when discussing, for example, seafood, they may reach um, a certain opinion, but when they give the fatwa, when they would becomes when it comes to action, when it comes to applying it, they um, they have a different opinion. That opinion uh, is due to ahtiyat, um, them being uh, cautious, and that's something that we will discuss in the next episode. Inshallah, and. Um, the last is a shuhra al-riwa'iya, which is the popularity of a a tradition, a narration. When does a narration become popular? It is when several narrators, it's not that one narrator has narrated, or two or three um, different people have narrated this hadith, but it appears in 10,000 books. No. It's when six, seven, ten... Um, Less than 20, let's say, narrators, students of Imam al-Baqir, students of Imam al-Sadiq, students of Imam al-Rada, narrate one hadith. That hadith becomes popular. Now, um, when it becomes popular, how does it help a faqih? How does it relate to us? Shuhra al-fatwa'iyya, the popularity of a fatwa. The popularity of um, an, uh, an application of an opinion, al-amaliyya, shuhra al-amaliyya, help uh, scholars determine their opinion as well. For example, when an alam comes and sees that the popular opinion amongst scholars is that the age of puberty for girls is nine, yet he sees that there isn't sufficient evidence for it. But it is very difficult to go against the popular opinion. Um, it's it's difficult for for people to become that black sheep, you know, um, and that is obviously out of taqwa. That you know, what if I have, uh, what if I'm going to take a risk and be responsible for it in the day of judgment? When it comes to the hadith, a shuhra riwa'iya, let's say there are some people in the chain that are not that are unknown, and that automatically makes the hadith weak. But because there is a shuhra, popularity, several narrators narrated this hadith, then it helps the hadith get from the level of being a weak hadith, an unreliable hadith, and becoming 
a reliable hadith. So it gives it strength. And this topic um, has been discussed by, obviously, Shi'i scholars in the seminary, in many books, and almost all the books of Islamic legal theory. But it is also um, uh, discussed by Deben Stewart's um, Islamic Legal Orthodoxy, 12 or Shia Response to a Sunni Legal System. Uh, this book is uh, obviously written by a non-Muslim professor. And what he says, and I'll say this and conclude, is that he says this whole opinion of al-shuhra is not something that belongs to the Shi'i school of thought, but it is an influence of the Sunni school of thought on the Shi'i ideology and Shi'i scholarship. And he writes the full history behind that. That is why I'll say this in conclusion. Not all of our scholars, maybe the majority or the popular opinion among scholars, is that they don't find a shuhra popularity to be um, and to be seen as an evidence when wanting to give fatwa. They go against the popular opinion, uh, and and there's no problem in that. Yeah. People were cautious. Scholars were cautious then, but after Sayyid al Khoi specifically when he completely went against the whole notion of a shuhra now scholars are um, becoming more bold in okay. giving fatwas that go against the popular opinion. Thank you very much, Sayyidna. And thank you, brothers and sisters, for being with us. This has been Contemporary Islamic Law. Make sure to share your questions with us, and inshallah, we'll discuss them on future episodes of the show. Until then, wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.